Welcome to the Emotional Health Podcast. I'm Lucy, the host, and this podcast is designed to encourage and equip you in your emotional health through education, interviews, and real life experiences. Enjoy! Hi everyone, welcome back to the Emotional Health Podcast. It's so lovely to have you here again. I am enjoying some beautiful weather finally in the UK. It's the beginning of June. We've just had a lovely bank holiday weekend and on my days the weather is glorious. Um, And so I hope you're all doing well um, and enjoying some sunshine. Um, I'm not quite sure where restrictions will be at when this podcast episode goes live, but it could potentially be the end of restrictions. So if it is, I hope you are all enjoying Um, Today we've got another interview for you and this is with the beautiful Charlotte Jones. Um, I'll explain a little bit at the beginning of where we met but we've known each other for a few years now and again she's one of those people that I was like she'll I'd love to have her on the podcast because she'll be great. She's got great experience of chatting about her own journey with um, her own emotional and mental health, but also a bit about, you know, her yoga and we talk a little bit about meditation and that kind of thing. So it's going to be a really helpful episode. And of course we then talk about her five a day. Um, so I'm so encouraged by this interview. So have a little listen, let me know what you think. Um, and I'll speak to you again at the end of the interview. Enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Emotional Health Podcast. I'm so excited for another interview episode today and we have with us my lovely friend Charlotte. Say hello Charlotte. Hello, (laughs) hello. (laughs) Oh thank you so much for coming on the podcast Charlotte, it just it means so much and yeah we've known each other since college um, mm-hmm. we went to the same sixth form college together, um, mm-hmm. and we did dance together. We did dance A-level, um, and then that's how we met. And then we just sort of stayed in touch sort of over the years and on social Yay. media and that kind of thing. Um, but I always loved hanging out with you at dance at college. And that was always, that was a fun time, wasn't it? Oh, it was such a great time. Yeah. Like, so many amazing memories. Yeah. And, so, yeah. so nice. I loved that time. I loved dance A level as well. It was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, and so much fun. So much fun. So yeah. much fun. It was yeah. so great. But tell the listeners a bit about you. Like, who, yeah. who are you? And yeah, oh. what do you want to share about yourself? Um, what do I want to share? So I'm Charlotte <laughs> and yeah, so I'm a dance teacher and a yoga teacher. I've recently set up a yoga channel on YouTube called Amala Movement okay. and at the moment I'm just creating content for that and we release and share a new yoga video every week. Um, so that's kind of been keeping me busy really the past year. Mm. Um, I'm in preparation for moving for Canada. <laughs> oh my days. Tell tell crazy. the listeners when you're moving to Canada. <laughs> Literally like tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> moving to Canada tomorrow. <laughs> That's so, so insane. So it all feels crazy and so surreal, but we're so excited. Oh, and yeah, that's it's so just exciting. so nice. Like to have this time to catch up with you as well, Lucy, like oh, before we go. I know. It's perfect. I, I know. It's so nice. So <laughs> why are you moving to Canada? What's going on in Canada? Mm, yeah. So my partner, Matteo, he's been offered a year long fellowship over there, over at Toronto 
Hospital, Toronto University. So, um, he was like, do you want to come with me for the year? I was like, oh my goodness, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going out there together for the whole year and it's going to be an adventure. It feels overwhelming and exciting but yeah. I just I just can't believe that it's happening like, yeah tomorrow. <laughs> yeah that is crazy that yeah. is crazy it it's feels like it's come around so quickly but, ridiculously yeah. fast like yeah. I can't comprehend how quickly this year has gone so oh yeah well, it's gonna be so exciting so I'd love mm. to know a bit more and the listeners to know a bit more about your journey to guess where you've got to now especially in terms of guests mm. like dance and yoga and stuff so also you have mm-hmm. mentioned we met doing dance a level and stuff yeah. and obviously you don't mm-hmm. have to go through every single detail of what you've done since college <laughs> but I guess where what's the journey that you found yourself on to get to where you are now where you've done a youtube channel and you're a yoga instructor and oh, that kind of that thing is- such a great question it's been a journey Lucy it's been a journey (laughs) so um I guess it starts uh, I've always loved dancing and moving Mm. and it kind of of course when you're young it starts off as a hobby yeah um and then we went to college and I loved Mm -hmm. it and it was just so much joy so joyful um and that kind of process led me to auditioning for dance schools Mm. And I went to go on and train at Roehampton University oh. for a year, which was great fun. I went to visit um, Roehampton when oh, I was going to do another degree at the time. And it's mm. just the most stunning campus. And you can't believe it's, it's in London because it's just the most beautiful campus. Yeah, So much greenery. So um, much. Like yeah. you say, like you wouldn't believe it's in London. Yeah. Um, I loved, yeah. I have to say I really loved Roehampton. It mm-hmm. was, yeah, it was, definitely one of yeah. my top two that I wanted to it go to. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so I was there for a year and then I auditioned for the Northern School of Contemporary Dance, mm. which is here in Leeds, where I am at the moment, just for a little bit of context. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went on to train there for three years, which was, I mean, I, I feel like I could do a whole podcast just on my yes. experience in dance training. <laughs> so yeah, I can imagine. I'll keep it relatively brief, but it was amazing and life-changing and that Mm. sounds so cliche but it's so true Mm. and I just learned so much about the body and my relationship with my body and how movement is your sense of well-being Mm. and how um what am I trying to say like how you move affects Mm. how you feel and can affect others and um I was injured quite a lot of the time during my dance training Mm. I had some like quite serious back injuries and a lot of hip things Mm. going on and that really affected my mental health and my Mm. sense of purpose and well-being um so that direction and that space I was in kind of led me into the practice of yoga Mm. and a lot of breath work and meditation really really slow movements Mm. and that made me feel amazing Mm. um because that was actually something I could do you know like I physically couldn't do all the jumping around or the Mm. rolling around or the spinning about that we do in dancing but yoga kind of held the space for me to oh I can just sit and breathe like Mm. that's a thing that's a real thing um so I guess that's where my journey into yoga came from um I went away for one summer and did my yoga teacher training yeah which was incredible and I did an intensive 
kind of 200 hours um, wow. over the course of a month, uh, which was amazing. Where um, did you do that? I went to Bali with oh, my friend. Oh, my days. I know. What a dream. Absolute it was dream. Amazing. If you're going to train to be a yoga instructor anywhere... Go to Bali. Go to Bali. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, highly recommend. Um, Highly recommend doing that. Um, So that happened in 2016, came back to Leeds, and then, yeah, I just fell in love with teaching yoga, and Mm. I really put myself out there, I guess, kind of in hindsight. I contacted as many different groups of people as I could, Mm. wanted to share the practice of yoga. Mm. Um, And then I graduated Northern 2017, and since then... I've really spent the majority of my professional career, I'm doing air quotes, you Mm. won't be able to see that on a podcast, but (laughs) (laughs) um, a lot of my career has been, you know, reaching out, contacting people, Mm. teaching, Mm. um, sharing this practice of movement and mindfulness. Um, And then my YouTube channel was born. Yeah, I love it so much. I've transferred, thank you, lovely. Everything's transferred online and... I guess, long story short, that's kind of where I'm at today, I, I guess. I love that. Um, it's been a journey. Yeah. It's been a massive journey. Um, and it's interesting, isn't it, how you, you know, I guess kind of going into uni and training to be a dancer and stuff, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, mm-hmm. actually, you would never expect. And actually, it was kind of through, I guess, something really difficult and really hard that you then found mm. something that brings you so much purpose and joy Absolutely. and stuff. And Absolutely. It's, it's interesting how that works sometimes like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, it's that cliche th- saying, isn't it, of everything happens for a reason. Mm. And when you're kind of in this heavy space or this dark space, mm. at the time, it's the worst thing. Mm. And nothing can take anything away from how, like, you know, negative that experience is and how valuable mm. in hindsight that experience is. But mm. the learning and the teaching that comes from that is is something else. And yeah. it's about what can you do with this learning? Mm-hmm. How can you put yourself into this positive place again and, mm. and go for it? You know, yeah. make yourself feel good. You've got yeah, to feel good. <laughs> absolutely. That's yeah. so incredible. Mm-hmm. And do you, mm-hmm. obviously, as we chatting about on an emotional health podcast so I was going to ask you about you know your own journey with emotional health and understanding that a little bit for yourself and you mentioned a little bit there about you know you really struggled when you were injured training to be Mm. like a dancer and um and how that affected you um are you happy to share a little bit more about that like how that affected you a bit more at that time Mm, I think my experience was um I guess you know, coming from the place of training to be a dancer, Mm. all of a sudden I couldn't do the dancing. Mm. (laughs) And I don't know, maybe Lucy, you might um, Mm. have some uh, reflection on that as well because you're also a dancer and Mm. we trained at college together. But when all of a sudden you can't do what you set out to do physically, it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot for mental health, physical health. You know, physically your body hurts. That's the thing that's stopping you. Um, and yeah, I've always danced like Mm. since I was like tiny, tiny, three years old, I think. Um, and then all of a sudden I couldn't do that anymore. And I think at the time it really shifted my, yeah, like I mentioned, like sense of purpose, Mm. my sense of self, my identity. What am I doing here? If I can't dance, Mm. why am I in dance school? Like it was Mm. a lot of really heavy stuff. Um, and I'm just so grateful for the 
for the friends I had around me at the time mm-hmm. and the teaching staff at Northern is, yeah, they're incredible yeah. and they really held the space for me. And um, we, there was a program called the Injury Support Program mm-hmm. and um, I was a, you know, a big part of that in the school. And it was all about shifting that perspective, perspective sorry, of mm-hmm. I can't do this but mm-hmm. I can do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do the things that I can do mm-hmm. really well. And I'm just yeah. going to keep doing the things that I can do. And, you know, maybe, you know, that might just be sitting or lying down and just focusing on your breath mm-hmm. and just really being present with that. And then a month or two down the line, it's like, okay, now I can start moving my body slowly, but mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with my breath because mm-hmm. that's always there. And then, you know, a year yeah. or two years or five years down the line, you build it up and you build it up. And with that comes confidence and mm. a really embedded sense of worth and purpose and value mm. in what you're doing. Yeah, does absolutely. that make sense? Yeah, but I think starting from the ground up and growing from um, like a little seed. Mm. <laughs> I love that. And then expanding from there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because mm-hmm. I imagine it kind of feels like, what, what do I do now? You know, mm-hmm. when you've sort of set out to do something and accepted into this amazing dance school and all of that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and then you also think, well, they must have that quite a lot. Like, I can imagine mm-hmm. that there's quite a few dancers who come through their program, Absolutely. considering they've got a support system that's literally for mm-hmm. people who mm-hmm. get injured. Um, yeah. Must be quite no, common. It, absolutely. And I look back on my wonderful year group that I was mm. with and... <laughs> everyone was injured at one point Mm. (laughs) you don't get through dance school without an injury and I think um there's something in knowing that you're not alone Mm. knowing that there's other people of course everyone has their own experience of injury and their own um capabilities around that but knowing that there's other people going Mm. through very similar things Mm. that in itself brings like little bit of warmth and a little bit of reassurance and I guess like similar to um what we've all gone through the past year Mm. like the level of restrictions and lockdown Mm. and not being able to you know physically be with people your friends and your family everyone's experiences over the past year have been so different Mm. so so different but knowing that we're all going through it I think brings a level of um, reassurance I absolutely think. yeah mm. totally mm-hmm. like it just it was something very people connect through pain and trauma mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know especially when it's shared um mm-hmm. and you know there's just I feel like a deeper level of understanding of one another you're much more I mean it's it's classic when you understand something when you go through something that someone else has gone through you it begins brings a whole new level of awareness and mm-hmm. understanding of that experience not in the exact Absolutely. same way because as you said everyone is different everyone experiences things and even in this pandemic you know they it's the classic thing that's been going around this year where they say we're all in the same sea we're all in the same mm-hmm. storm but mm-hmm. we're all in different types of boats oh it's so true it's, it's so, so true, true. yeah mm-hmm. so actually mm-hmm. and that's kind of both on just those experiences and sort of grander scales about finance and that kind of thing also Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I do think there is when you go through something together you do you just understand it a lot more and it does make you feel 
less alone and mm-hmm. I suppose yeah that's sort of what you're saying is that kind of like actually it's it's not just me I'm also I'm not just the only one potentially missing out and stuff because I imagine that must have been hard as well like being injured when you just wanted to be there and dance yeah it was so hard and I think um again if I put it back to the dance experience being injured that tend to mean sitting out and watching Mm. which is heartbreaking Mm. it's so heartbreaking to sit back and watch but that was a reason why it was so important to find something that you could do Mm. and just do what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. So rather than, you know, being on the sideline and watching in on what you're missing out on, what other people are doing, I should be doing that, I could be doing that, why am I not doing that? Yeah. That's not good for mental health. It's really not not okay. So, you know, bring it back to what can I do? I can can sit and I can lie down and I can put one hand on my belly and one Mm -hmm. hand on my heart and just breathe and be really Mm. present in what I can do Mm. and what I'm doing right now yeah Um, I think that's mm -hmm. that's such a great attitude to have and I imagine that doesn't come easy sometimes and it's it can be different it's normal and natural for us to want what we can't have or don't have um Mm -hmm. but exactly it's Mm -hmm. about bringing your focus back to that and I imagine Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I imagine as you know somebody who's done a bit of yoga and meditation and that mindfulness sort of stuff and then obviously you're literally trained in it and stuff I imagine that's kind Mm. of something you learned through yoga and that kind of thing Mm. also um and I was just going to touch on that and sort of ask like how has yoga really helped you in that journey and with your own yeah Mm. mental and emotional health Mm -hmm. Mm, yeah I think there's something around trying to be really present and accepting Mm. of the moment that you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, only controlling what you can control Mm. and living in that present experience. So the conversations we've been having, it just kind of reminds me of social media. Mm. I know that's a bit out there, but social media, I think, is a really great example of how you sit and you watch in onto other people's lives and you think, oh, I wish... I was on holiday or they're doing that and Mm -hmm. I'm doing this. And it's so easy to fall into this comparative mindset, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Um, But I think, you know, the practice of mindfulness is about really sitting in your life and Mm -hmm. just enjoying your life for what it is and not feeling that need to go and compare it to someone else. Um, And I think a way into that I think is through meditation Mm. so just having five or ten minutes of just sitting and I know the word meditation can feel quite scary Mm. and it can feel quite daunting Mm. but if we really stripped it back and saw meditation as a practice of just sitting in stillness Mm -hmm. and maybe you can help yourself through listening to music or Mm. counting your breath or a guided audio meditation Mm. or a moving meditation like there's so many ways around um, sorry, there's so many different ways into meditation. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think my experience is those five or ten minutes in the morning mm. um, kind of set me up for the day mm. in a really present and accepting headspace. Yeah, um, absolutely. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it does, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think that's, you know, that's so important. And, yeah, I like hearing about, you know, meditation 
you can access it through lots lots of ways and it's just basically mm. finding that like I know people talk about like cooking being part of like almost like their meditation because it's kind of oh, like it brings absolutely. so much you know that joy and stillness and you know just focusing on you know cooking and the ingredients and all of that really helps mm-hmm. and you know I guess there's lots of different forms but what would you say is I guess meditation doesn't really I suppose you don't really like to put like goals or purposes on it but what would you say mm-hmm. is your understanding of like the purpose of meditation like what why why mm. why do we do it well why why do we encourage people to do it yeah I think my understanding and my experience of meditation is it's an avenue to connect to yourself mm-hmm. on a deeper level mm-hmm. um so being so holding the space mm. for you to kind of check in and listen mm. to how am I doing? How am I really doing? Mm. Not, not this superficial layer. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> going deep, diving deep and just being there with yeah. what is. Yeah, mm. that's great. Mm-hmm. And I, I suppose that I guess some people are scared by that or put off by that because actually you don't want to go deep or yeah. that you're like mm-hmm. if I just I know I went through this and I still battle with it sometimes of I feel like I fill my life with lots of things because I I know if I stop and if mm-hmm. I notice what I'm thinking or notice what I'm feeling <laughs> I'm a bit scared of that and I don't really want to go where those thoughts are and I, so I'm just gonna put friends on in yeah. the background and I'm gonna you know mm-hmm. go on TikTok as soon as I wake up and mm-hmm. I'm gonna so that my mind doesn't drift to the place I don't want it to um, I feel you yeah yes. do you, I guess for anyone who maybe feels that do you have any advice or anything that's maybe helped you sort of maybe overcome that or not mm. be as scared of sitting with yourself however you do that in meditation mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think I think these distractions mm-hmm. if, if I can call them distractions yeah. Yeah. I think all of those things are okay and I do it all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> I do it all the time and it's nice to have a bit of noise in the background yeah. and it's nice to you know laugh at friends or find yeah. something great to you know read or watch online or whatever like these things are all okay but I think as long as you're aware Mm. of what you're doing and why you're doing it Mm -hmm. I think the first step is just acknowledging okay I'm watching this because right now I really don't want to think about xyz yeah if you can acknowledge why you're doing it I think Mm. that's a really great step Mm. um and then you know baby steps all you need to do is if you can sit down for one minute a day sorry one minute a day and just start off with that and just Mm. see how you feel like dip your toes in the water yeah (laughs) like how does this one minute and then tomorrow it might be a minute and a half and then next week two minutes and at the end of the month five minutes yeah you know if I was to say to you right now let's go away and do an hour of sitting in silence. I would feel scared by that. (laughs) That feels a very long, scary time. (laughs) Um, But I think just, you know, be kind to yourself. Mm. You don't have to get angry at yourself for not wanting to do half an hour of meditation every day. You don't have to. It's not a bad thing. It's just, okay, I can acknowledge why I'm doing this. But it's also important for so many reasons mm. to have just a little bit of quiet time. Yeah, Just to absolutely. check in. Mm-hmm. And what do you do 
in terms of if like let's say you have that meditation and you set time for two minutes five minutes and then Mm -hmm. stuff kind of comes up and then you're left feeling afterwards maybe a little bit I don't know maybe a bit a bit more rough or a little bit more like Mm -hmm. oh I'm now aware of these things and feeling these things um Mm -hmm. and actually feeling a bit like oh gosh I kind of wish I hadn't done that because I've stepped onto something I do what would you Mm -hmm. suggest doing like even just for your own experiences or you know what you think might be helpful if you experience that yeah I think I think it's important to say that everyone is so unique so Mm. there isn't one thing that will work for everything everyone sorry so what works for me of course might be different for you and it might be different from um and I think a big thing is knowing that you're not alone Mm. so if you you know if you really feel something that you're not happy with feeling or if it feels like you can't do this by yourself or you don't want to do this by yourself you can reach out like Mm. there's friends that will listen family that will listen and there's loads of professionals Mm -hmm. that are so experienced in this Mm. area um so you know if you really feel like I can't do this by myself Mm. reach out and someone would love love to absolutely love to listen um so I think yeah, I think that's important to share. Mm. I think it's so easy to feel alone, but just you're never alone. Yeah. You're never alone. No. Um other things that help me personally is journaling. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Great. My my journal, my diary is my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if ever I'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed, I just scribble it out and it mm. doesn't need to make any sense. I don't need to formulate whole sentences or paragraphs and you know I can only write you know rough notes Mm. but just getting it out of my brain out of my body Mm -hmm. onto a bit of paper I never need to read it again I don't have to show anyone I can Mm. burn it or bin it if I wanted Mm. to but just getting it out in some way or shape or form is so important yeah um or dance it out, you know, shake yeah. it out, move your body, sweat, like yeah. physically shake up your energy and that can work wonders as well. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. really helpful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think that's such an important thing to remember about, you know, not being alone and actually mm. if things do come up, you know, see a counsellor if you can. There are free options through the NHS, but you can obviously go private too. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm currently seeing a counsellor and that's really helpful just to chat through things and um, open up about things. And it Mm -hmm. can be really beneficial just to understand what's coming up for you. So it's, yeah, really important Mm -hmm. to know that you don't... It meditation isn't, you know, I guess, or being still and being aware of these things. It's not about suddenly feeling like you've got it all figured out or oh, anything no like way. that. It's literally no about, like, <laughs> it's actually recognising yeah. that, oh, I've, I've got stuff and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm. Like, we're, we're human. We have life to try and figure out we have life and heavy experiences sometimes to try and sit with and hold on our shoulders every day yes like that's not something you can do by yourself no it's really not and I think that's why this podcast Lucy is so amazing like you're opening up this conversation about mental health and the importance of you know really supporting yourself and Mm. supporting other people and Mm. This conversation is so important. 
Yeah, it is. Thank you. Oh, (laughs) thank you for creating this (laughs) And to have wonderful people like you come on the podcast. That's great. And thank you you for sharing. (laughs) Well, why don't we take a little break and then when we come back, we will chat about your five a day. So we're back from our little break and now we are going to chat about Charlotte's five a day which I'm really excited about so if you're new to the podcast if you're listening for the first time because you're Charlotte's friend or you know Charlotte or that kind of thing what we do on the podcast is when I interview people we obviously have a chat which we have done but I also ask people what do they do either try to do on a daily basis or regularly to look after their own emotional health and I compare it to when we talk about eating our five fruits and vegetables every day and we always eat them and we always do them because we know it's important to constantly look after our physical health so it's almost thinking about it in the same way of our emotional health so I ask people Mm. what are their five day of emotional health and this isn't you know being perfect or you know having to absolutely do it if you only do four in one day oh no you're screwed kind of thing like you know I don't eat five (laughs) vegetables every day and I'm I'm you know I'm all right but it's about trying and thinking of ways to look after yourself consistently basically and not just waiting until you're struggling to then look after yourself um, but actually having Mm -hmm. some habits in that are regular and ideally daily to look after mm. yourself so that's a little bit why we do oh, this and so, so charlotte's, charlotte's <laughs> prepped she's got her five that she's gonna bring along um to share with us so kick it off charlotte what's your first five a day okay so my first one oh my goodness me it sounds so simple but bear with me it's beautiful because it's simple <laughs> i love it wake, i love it <laughs> you wake up and you drink some water Great. and that's it yeah. <laughs> simpler and the better, please. The simpler the better. And yeah. honestly, when I don't drink water when I first wake up, I feel it. I feel mm. groggy. If my don't get me wrong, I love coffee and I love a good cup of tea. Absolutely. But if I go straight for the coffee or straight for the tea, yeah. I don't feel refreshed. I don't mm. feel awake in the same way. So the night before I put a glass of water by my bed, my alarm goes off. And I drink the water and it just feels so good. Oh, I love (laughs) that. Yeah, it's so easy and you can make it as fancy as you like. Like you can get a nice little glass jar, you can put some lemon in it, you can put some mint in it, keep it fresh. Oh, yeah. Do you do anything fancy with your water? Do you add those kind of things? Do you have a certain glass that you use? Of course you do. Tell us about it. I do. I have a little mason jar oh, and I, I put love it. lemon in it and then some filtered water. It's oh, so fancy. I know. <laughs> I love it though. But anything that's yeah. going to get you to drink that water because it's yeah, so important. It's so important and it's so simple. Oh my goodness, it's simple. But drink your water. <laughs> yes. Oh my days. Um, and it's quite nice, isn't it? Like if we're talking about five a day, mm. even before you've got out of bed, you can go tick. Yeah, number one, had my water, sorted. Literally, that's so good. (laughs) Exactly, literally done it. And it does Mm. make a difference. I definitely feel it when I don't, haven't drunk water, Mm -hmm. you know, because you've been all night and you haven't drunk anything. Your body needs hydration. And as much as I would love it to, tea does not really count um yeah. mm-hmm. and it's definitely the next thing I go to drink and I try and like I have a little actually I've got it here I've got a little like pink chilies 
water bottle yeah, that goes on my perfect. bedside table. I'm showing mm-hmm. Charlotte, but podcast listeners, it's a little Chili's bottle. Um, it's beautiful, everyone. Not sponsored by Chili's. <laughs> um, there are other bottles available. <laughs> um, and it's a little pink one. Um, and it goes by the side of my bed. And I try to remember each night to fill it up before I go to sleep. And then in the morning, I'll try and let that be the first thing I drink. Sometimes I'm mm-hmm. not so great at it, but um, I definitely yeah. do tell a difference when I do drink that first rather than the tea. Oh, absolutely. And like you say, like if you have um, a water bottle or mm-hmm. a glass of water just with you throughout the day, it, if it's with you, you'll drink it. Yes. If you have to get up and go to the sink or yeah. the fridge or wherever yeah. you keep your water, it's yeah. less likely to happen, isn't it? So yeah, just keep it with exactly. you. Sip on and it throughout the day. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and actually, I've um, started, um, I was just trying to think if I said this on the podcast before, but I think I've said it on another podcast that I was on. Um, it was like my sisters in law do this little Taylor Swift podcast. Um, so you can like, so it's really cute. Um, they were fun. having me on it. But um, I basically have filled up a Kilner jar, like a bot, like a long one, um, mm. and put lemon inside it and then constantly mm-hmm. refill that and then put it in the fridge. And actually, Perfect. I've got through it so much because it's really cold water, which I like, mm-hmm. and it tastes a little bit lemony. And so mm-hmm. it feels a little bit more bougie, um, which Absolutely. I kind of love. Um, and yeah. actually, that, that makes such a difference rather it than does. just going to the tap water. Yeah, and I think that's the thing as well. Like, help yourself out. Like, make yourself want to drink it, and you will drink it. And you'll feel great for it. So Yeah, your body will thank you for it. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So first one, wake up and drink your water. Love it. So, so simple, so important. Number two, what's your second five a day? Okay, I've put move your body Mm. every single day. Yeah. And... With that, I think this one's quite a a big topic. And again, Mm -hmm. I can talk about it for hours. But um, develop a relationship with your body where you can listen. Mm -hmm. How do I want to move today? You know, if you're feeling really energetic, you might go for a run or go for a walk. You know, you can meet up with your friends and go for a walk outside. You might do a yoga class or a Pilates class or a HIIT class or I don't know boxing whatever keeps you happy just move your body Mm. um and again this is a huge topic but something I think is important to say as well like nurture your menstrual cycle as well like Mm. if you're on your period you don't Mm. have to do a boxing class you can just lie down and do some yin yoga or some restorative yoga um and if you don't know what that is that's just essentially lying down with a couple of blankets and a pillow oh i remember when you did a couple of of, yeah (laughs) you did some zoom classes on yoga during lockdown um Mm -hmm. and i joined when i could and you would sometimes end the session in a more of a restorative yoga session and oh my days guys (laughs) is is the best (laughs) it's something else and i think it's one of those things that you just need to try it yes and you won't never know what am i trying to say try it and you won't go back to not doing it that yeah exactly I know but... we, I think we know what you mean it's all good <laughs> excellent but um yeah so what I'm trying to say is you don't have to do like you know hardcore sweaty mm. power workouts every day you can do you know five minutes mm. of stretching you can do yeah. chair yoga if you're really tired and just exhausted and you just want to lie down mm. then lie down you know take some restorative or yin yoga mm. and just chill out 
love that. Um, and I think actually that's really important you mentioned about the menstrual cycle because I I kind of didn't really realise for so long how much, you know, if you do have a menstrual cycle, obviously there's people on here who don't, but, mm-hmm. you know, you it is really like that 28-day cycle and actually listening to your body and, you know, where you are in it does really change what your body needs and oh, absolutely. like which stage you're at. And sometimes you'll be able to do intense workouts and sometimes you won't, but that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. That's because your body's telling you that you, you can't do intense stuff at the moment oh, because absolutely. you're literally bleeding. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm kind of starting to learn more about menstrual cycles and... Mm what they mean but my understanding of it so far is um the first two weeks of your cycle so Mm -hmm. day one is the start of your period yeah the first two weeks is when you have most energy so that's when you would want to do you know running or yeah yeah yes um, more high intensity yes things and then the second two weeks, this is if you have a four-week cycle. I know yes. everyone, everyone's cycle is different. different yeah. um, the second two weeks is when you want to lie down and you want to watch mm, friends and so you want to just eat chocolate and ice cream. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the first step is just acknowledging how, how do I feel? What yeah. does my body actually want to do at the moment? Yeah. And just do that and just yeah. trust that if you want to take it slow today, that's okay and that's not a bad thing. No. Just move your body, like get up off the sofa for five minutes and just mm. do something and you will feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, sometimes mm. I just literally, if I know so I've been on the sofa all day or like just watching telly and actually me and Sam will sometimes do this, we'll just sit on the floor and do stretches mm-hmm. um, and we'll Brilliant. do them at the same time. So it'd be like in pigeon pose or yeah. just like a full body stretch <laughs> or that kind of thing. And absolutely. pigeon pose is literally my favourite stretch. I love it. It's a great hip mm. opener one. I mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. Um, um but yeah so that's just a little bit of movement it's not much I'm still sitting down I'm still Mm -hmm. watching the telly but actually Mm -hmm. I'm just energizing my body a little bit and also getting out some of those like you know when you feel yeah creeps that's the word yeah 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 exactly getting (laughs) out some of that so I love that and I think that's the great thing with movement like it doesn't have to be much just a little bit and you will feel better like you never exercise and regret it (laughs) No, like you don't. <laughs> exactly. No, um, absolutely. So. And actually another one I found is a little steps workout where this guy online does like, he'll say like, oh, this is a thousand steps workout, but it'll just literally be steps. So it won't be, it won't <gasps> be much, but he'll do it to music and do a little bit of like extra stuff. And I, some like the thousand steps one, it's like seven minutes. And I did That's that before while great. making lunch and I just put it on my phone and YouTube video and I did that and that was fantastic. <gasps> um, oh, I'm going to have to get you to send that to me that sounds great okay so the youtube channel is called get fit with rick i think yes get fit with rick um <gasps> and he does it all these different locations but he'd be like 80s workout but it's three thousand steps in 22 minutes or something <gasps> or latin vibes or 90s guilty pleasure workout which is 2300 steps um that is amazing. So, yeah, it's really oh cool. There's goodness. an hour one, which is the 10,000 steps, sort of like, to <laughs> get to it. It's like, oh my gosh. He does cool downs and... Oh, yeah, that's it's really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. So get fit with Rick. It's and that's a good one like, to check out. that's the thing, isn't it? Like, just up a little bit. You don't have to mm. do the same thing every day. Oh. And I think by, you know, jazzing it up, doing something different every day makes you want to try new stuff. Like, yeah. you might want to go swimming. You might want to do a 
get fit with Rick. Yeah, <laughs> you might yeah, want yeah. to do some yoga. You might, you know, go for a run one day. Like, give yourself new things to try. Yep. And from that, you'll enjoy it. Like, you'll yeah. enjoy the process of movement. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. Yeah. Love that. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Great. So that's mm-hmm. number two. Number three. Number three. Uh, again, this is quite simple, but just get outside every single day. <laughs> um, and it doesn't have to be for long. You know, life happens. We don't always have an hour to go for a beautiful mm-hmm. scenic walk. <laughs> but just even if it's for five minutes, like at the on your route to work or during your lunch break or on your walk home, like, can you just get outside? Um, so important. And yeah, so again, important. it's one of those things you never regret doing. No. And it can, for me anyway, you know, I'm working from home at the mm. moment and I have been the past year. So it's just me, myself mm. and I sat in the same room every day by myself. Like, it's easy for the energy to feel quite, you know, stagnant and heavy and, mm. oh, I don't know what mm. to do with my life. <laughs> but I know how to fix that. I get yeah. outside. Sometimes I bring... <laughs> I'm that person that goes outside with a mug of tea. Oh, that I is love me. That. <laughs> I love those people. <laughs> <laughs> that is me. And I just take my cup of tea outside and I feel so much better. Like, yeah. five minutes, cup of tea perfect and then I come back up and my energy is shifted and it's yeah yeah really great sometimes I go for a walk but you know time constraints you don't always have the time no um but you always have five minutes you always have five minutes absolutely Um, mm -hmm. yeah I think that's so true I love that actually yeah I've not done that I used to do that a bit in lockdown but I've not done that for a while so I might I might do that because I always find yeah when I'm on days where I'm working like all day and you know I've only got like I can only give myself like half an hour for lunch break or I've only got an allotted half an hour I'm like by the mm-hmm. time I make lunch and do all that I can't go out for a walk I can't mm-hmm. do all those things mm-hmm. and stuff but actually I can just go and sit down outside for five minutes like, yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely and it's again one of those things like it's so simple mm. and you forget to do it sometimes like, I'm, the, I'm yeah. the same like it's so easy to get carried away with the to-do list isn't it yeah but just stepping outside a few big breaths and then come yes. in yeah. and then That's crack great. on. I yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> Take your mug of tea or your, your oh, coffee literally. or your Be that person. glass of Be wine, whatever you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay, number four. Number four. Oh, it's another, another biggie, this one. Yeah. Finding a good relationship with your phone. <laughs> Amazing. Tell <laughs> Which, us about that. Um, yeah, it's so much easier said than done, isn't it? Mm. And I think, bit of context, I think most people can relate. It's mm. so easy to get distracted by your phone, to accidentally be scrolling on mm. social media for half an hour, an hour, two hours, your whole mm. evening. Like sometimes it just happens and you get down a rabbit hole. Mm. And for me anyway, my experience is it's quite easy for me to start comparing myself to what I see online Mm. and we've you know briefly touched on it earlier like that's not always the best for mental Mm. health and um and things like that um so establishing a good relationship with your phone for me the dream is to pick up my phone to do exactly what I want Mm -hmm. on it with it Mm -hmm. not get distracted put it down and then not miss it and not feel like I need to to reach and grab and scroll so I've got a little uh, 
some subheadings, I guess, things oh, that I find really help for me. Um, the first is I've bought myself um, a little alarm clock. Oh, yeah. So what I do is rather than using my phone as an alarm, mm. I keep my phone downstairs, mm-hmm. out of reach, go upstairs to bed, use my alarm clock, mm-hmm. um, and that obviously stops me from scrolling before I fall asleep and first yeah. thing as I wake up. And I can't get to my phone until I've drunk my water. Yeah. And I've, and I've come downstairs and then, you know, pop the kettle on and then I'll probably find my phone. But just, you know, actively keeping it out of the bedroom for me works really well that's great um I also when I'm working from home Mm. I physically put my phone in a different room of the house okay so if I'm you know downstairs in the lounge working on my laptop I make sure that my phone is upstairs in my bedroom Mm. so it's not within arm's reach you know yeah if I if I want to go and have a little brain break and scroll for a little bit yeah I have to get off the sofa go upstairs go to my bedroom yeah. Scroll, 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 leave it in the bedroom, come downstairs yeah. and then crack on. Like, for that's me, that's a quite a nice um, boundary that I'm yeah. trying to set with myself. Um, another little fun thing that yeah. I have done is, I'm not sure what it's like on other phones, but I've got an iPhone mm-hmm. and you can set limits yes. or like timeouts on various apps. So... Again, I can talk about this for a long time, but Mm, what I've done is um, kind of think about, okay, every day, how long do I want to spend on social media, Mm -hmm. for example? And it might be half an hour or Mm -hmm. an hour. And then have that number in mind, head over to your um, analytics, Mm -hmm. and then you'll find that it might say like, two and a half hours and you're like oh my goodness no way (laughs) that's disgusting oh I know so so yeah so then you can set a half an hour or an hour or however long you want um kind of reminder or limit Mm. and that's great and I think as well the first step is just having an awareness of actually how long am I on my how long do I think I'm on my phone for how long am I do I want to be on my phone for and how long am I, you know, actually on my phone mm. for? Um, and just putting those boundaries in place. That's, and that's hard. That. And it brings up a lot of, like, a lot of emotions and maybe guilt or anger mm. at yourself. Mm. Don't be angry at yourself. Just no. be like, okay, this is this is where I'm at. This is where I want to be. What steps can mm. I do to move forwards? Yeah. Um, Mm. I think that's so great. Those I love that sort of thinking. What was that again? So, how mm. how long you think you're on your phone for? Mm-hmm. How yep. long you want to be on your phone for? And yep. how long are you actually on your phone for? Though yeah. that's a really yeah. great thing to sort mm-hmm. of do. And it can it, it almost feels like sometimes you don't want to do it because you don't want to. You don't want the truth. <laughs> you don't yeah. want the truth. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. I think we want to live in ignorance sometimes, but yeah. um, actually one of my favorite sayings is nothing changes if nothing changes so it's like actually Mm. to actually make if you want a better relationship with your phone it is about making that change it is about having those realizations Um, and it's not easy I think as well like it's not easy and it's okay like it's okay if it's not easy exactly again baby steps day by day absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. I think that's fantastic I always Mm. think about how like even Steve Jobs who obviously creator of apple and everything he 
I can't remember exactly what it was, but I th- I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that even he didn't allow his kids to have iPads until they're a certain age or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, or they, he set very strict limits on it mm-hmm, because even mm-hmm. he, the creator of it, knew mm-hmm. actually how addictive these gadgets yeah, and stuff and can be. They're made yeah. to be addictive, aren't they? Yeah, they're they made are. for you to want to keep returning to it. Yeah. Um, which is quite scary. I it think. is a bit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it, it, and it's tricky as well, you know, mm. with working online maybe more so than we did a year Mm. ago Mm -hmm. um that boundary I think blurs a lot as well yeah because so I think it's similar for you so much of our work is on Instagram yes yeah huge so the boundary between what is work and Mm -hmm. is professional work and is you know um working for my career yeah. And what is procrastination? Yes. And what is actually, I don't need to be looking at this right now. Yeah. This actually yeah. isn't helping anything. <laughs> so again, like just starting to ask those questions and being real to yourself and being yeah. real with your answers and just acknowledging where you're at with yeah things yeah that's that's brilliant yeah no that's really great mm. um mm. one of my favorite things my dad my dad's not really on social media doesn't doesn't like it one of my favorite things he says is he likes to call it oh what's new on like twit face or something because he just really, really doesn't like all that stuff so he calls it twit face excellent i like, I like yeah, that yeah i know face. twit face <laughs> which I really like it makes me laugh Um, but yeah great that's a great fourth one and those Mm. are some really great questions for us to to ask ourselves and to to realize and yeah like also like again work out with someone else be have an accountability person if that's going to help you you know Mm. if there's someone else you're friends with who's like yeah I want to cut down too it's like great let's do it together a bit like any kind of habit you know when you want to get it more into exercise or you want to eat healthier you know they always say having a buddy or having someone to do it with you really mm. helps you to be to be better with it it can be the exact same with your phone um, absolutely and it, yeah. I think that cycles quite nicely back to you're not alone yes like you're not yeah. alone in any of this and you're you're going to have a friend that also wants to move more yeah you're going to have a friend that wants to drink more water yeah yeah yes. you know you're going to have a friend that feels almost addicted to their phone yeah. as well and yeah. so do it with them why yeah. not absolutely yeah, i love definitely. that that's so true um mm. great well we're on to the final one charlotte we are so final what one. is your fifth one ah uh, i think one of my favorites um enjoy and make time for quiet time love that. <laughs> so quiet time for me is being without any technology so mm-hmm. no phone no ipad no computer no music mm-hmm. just just me mm-hmm. um I'm sorry, by no music, I mean, I'm not going to have headphones in and listen to music. There yeah. might be some like, you know, a bit of radio in the background, a yeah. bit of Spotify playing in the background, but it's just kind of my time. And I make a cup of tea. Sometimes I might just sit with that, like we mentioned earlier, like take you yeah. a cup of tea outside for five yeah. minutes, or it might be sitting and reading a book. It might be journaling. It might be you know, lying on your yoga mat for five minutes, Mm -hmm. but just having those at least five minutes a day of Mm. tech-free, just being really present with, you know, yourself Mm. and just looking after yourself in a really Mm. quiet and um, mindful way. Mm. I love that. Mm. What's your favourite way to spend your quiet time? (laughs) 
Okay. Mine at the moment. I'm really into colouring. Oh, I love that. I love colouring. So, okay, here's the dream. I would probably make a chamomile tea with a little teaspoon of honey. Perfect. Nice. Um, sit down and then colour. <laughs> sit in the sun, do some colouring. Oh. And it's just so nice. I it always feel... Yeah, for me, colouring is such a great way of just... Um, doing something I'm such a doer I like yeah. doing 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 things so coloring I'm I'm doing the coloring but yeah. I'm quiet my mind is focused I'm just mm. thinking about you know what color do I want to give this butterfly wing or whatever yeah. um and it's just really nice and there's so many um, I think they're called like mindful coloring books for yes, adults yes. and it would be you know like beautiful like floral patterns or jungles or mm. often quite nature related yes. yeah. it's just really nice so that that's my lovely. that's my current go-to. Yeah. Um I love the idea of reading. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I struggle to sit and just read. Yeah. Um my mind often is a bit too loud and noisy mm. for that. So yeah, cup of tea and coloring is a great doing exercise. Yes, but yes. um it's isn't is nice and yeah, it's yeah, tech yes. free and yeah. yeah, that's lovely. That's such a great one. Yeah, mm. I I go through phases of enjoying that colouring. Sometimes I get really into it mm-hmm. and then sometimes I'm just sort of not into it. And I think that's quite nice. I like the fact you say, like, this is my current, like, go-to. Because yeah. actually it's like, it's okay for that to change. And for oh, you absolutely. To, and I think that's really, that keeps it exciting. And I think often what happens is we stop doing these things because we get bored of it. So if we had like lots of things that we could almost like a bit like a toolbox of quiet time activities like or even like you created a jar where you had like lots of different ideas within it and then Mm. you went to and picked one out if you're not sure what to do and (gasps) you did that that idea yeah so that it keeps exciting and it keeps it you know not boring and actually it's not the same thing every day but it's actually okay today is going to be sitting outside in the garden today's going to be yoga today's going to be you know, even if you wanted to, having a conversation with a friend, if that's actually mm. going to be more helpful for you on that day, maybe it's going to be, you know, just sitting and listening to the radio or Absolutely. Like painting, all of that. painting, gardening. <sighs> yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Lots, lots of things, lots of things that, you know, and even try new things as well. If you never tried coloring before, give it a go because you just never know. It might be something mm. that you really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, or you might try it and be like, yeah, this isn't for me, but that's great because Absolutely. then you figured that out. Yeah, and I think with these, you know, um, quiet times, the goal isn't to get something done. Yeah. It's the opposite. Yes. So if, um, if for example, um, I had some DIY projects that I needed yeah. to do, I might enjoy them, but there's an outcome associated to it. Like, oh, yes. I need to put up these shelves and paint them. Oh, paint yes. them and put up the shelves. Yes. Um, that's not relaxing time like you might enjoy it and you might try and convince yourself that it's a crafty hobby but it's it's, it's not though is it no it's a a a job yeah (laughs) yeah so trying to find something that doesn't necessarily have an outcome but it's just about being in that present moment Mm -hmm. yeah that is such a good point because we could easily slip into like oh it's great so I use this quiet time and I get it done like exactly and actually sometimes it's about it's a lot I've been thinking a lot of the last couple of years like resisting like the hustle and the hustle mm, culture of our lives mm-hmm. and society and sometimes it means being a bit a bit rebellious and saying no I'm not going to do anything that actually has 
a productive outcome like Mm -hmm. it's productive because mm -hmm. it's good for me not because you know of anything else yeah and there's so much value in unproductive stuff and I think again related to hustle culture we're kind of taught from a very very young age that you should you know go out and do Mm. stuff and make opportunities for yourself and Mm. do this and you know get out there and get out there and get out there but Mm. there's so much value on getting in like tuning in and looking after yourself and you know that saying fill your cup up so that Mm. you can fill other people's yes, cup up yeah it doesn't quite go like that but no I know what you mean yeah. <laughs> look after yourself first yes. so that you can yeah you know put things out yeah. there in the world exactly um, and it's often the first thing to go isn't it self-care it really is it's the first yeah. thing that we lose grip on yeah um, I love so that important. so yeah so yeah. finding something that's just enjoyable for you and has you know like and again that sort of quiet time and I think it is important to have a quieting of your mind and things around you because I think that really does start to settle you um mm. and maybe it's a nap maybe it's a nap in your quiet time or yeah. you know that kind of thing like oh, I'm I love so a good for nap. an afternoon nap mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. like the best thing ever um, yes I love them so much so Charlotte can you just quickly run through them again one more time like just yes. just headline them I would love to Lucy so number one Wake up and drink your water. Woohoo! Woohoo! Number two, move every single day. Mm-hmm. Move your body. Move your body. <laughs> move your body. Number three, get outside every single yeah. day. Fresh air works wonders. Number four, establish a good relationship with your phone. Mm-hmm. And number five, enjoy and make time for quiet time. I love them so much, Charlotte, and they're just really helpful. And it's I love it. I love it also because I'm so nosy and I love a little insight into people's lives and like what they do and that sort of thing. And I'm sure everyone else does. Uh, Um, I love that so much. Oh, Charlotte, like whenever I speak to you or like following you on social media, you know they always say, obviously, you know, curate your social media feed so it's people that are positive and you know lift you up. And you're definitely one of those people for me on social media. um like and you're very real and you're very honest but it's always Mm. very uplifting and encouraging and comforting as well so everyone do go follow charlotte on instagram it's amala movement is what she's known as um and how else how else can we find you so yeah instagram how else can we find you yeah instagram amala movement facebook amala movement and on youtube amala movement um yeah youtube i'm creating and sharing weekly classes so they're completely free and i hope that these classes um can just yeah kind of match your energy and give you Mm. something there's stuff for when you're feeling really active and you know want to go for it and then there's the quieter things there's a lot of chair yoga i've got some kids yoga up there as well so it's like a definite um growing library and I hope that you can find something yeah. to, to kind of nurture how you're feeling in the yeah. moment so that's great yeah, and also you. one more thing what Hello. does a Marla movement mean for people who yeah. you know I've so, seen your explanation but I'd love yeah mm-hmm. to, to explain yeah so Amala is uh, I think it's a beautiful word and mm, it originates it from Sanskrit and also Buddhism mm-hmm. and it means or the translation means purity and connection to your pure and true self. Oh, wow. So I think it's just a beautiful word. So that's it what is. Amala means. And then movement is, well, I'm all about yeah. the movement. So yes. A bit of dancing, yes. bit of yoga. 
and that's when yeah. the Marlin movement was born. I love yeah. that. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Thank really lovely. You. I think that's really lovely to, to hear. And yeah, I agree. Mm. The word Amala is just like, it sounds like a beautiful name as well. And like, yes. you know, yeah. I love it. It's yes. gorgeous. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, well, Charlotte, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you um, for having me. Yeah. Thank so, guys, you. do check her on Instagram. Go follow her YouTube channel. Try some of them out. And let us mm. know what you thought of this um, interview. Um, and yeah, I'll speak to you really soon, Charlotte. Thank you so Thanks. much, Lucy. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, well, when this episode is coming live, Charlotte will be in Canada, which is insane. Um, but how amazing is she? She's so great. And honestly, I just always feel so happy and so calm when I'm around her. And she's always been so, so lovely. And she, like, who you hear is who she is. Not that that's not the case of any of my other interviewees, but really, like, she is the same person um, who you hear on the podcast, who she is sort of in her own personal life and stuff. And she's just a wonderful person. So please do go give her a follow. Subscribe to her YouTube channel. Um, it's great. And send her across to anyone you know who likes yoga and that kind of thing. And then you can just keep an eye out for her. She might do some Zoom classes, so she's in Canada. She might not, but I'm just hoping she will because I would love to keep doing them. Um, and yeah, just really encourage you to go give her a follow and some support. Um, as always, guys, I'd love to hear what you thought of the episode. Give us a message on Instagram. Um, email us at emotionalhealthpodcast at gmail.com and do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I've seen a couple of them recently and it's been so, so lovely. Um, I actually thought it might be quite nice to read out a couple um, that I've got here, just a couple of reviews that are on there. So thank you so much. Um, someone's written, um, I love hearing people's five a day and enjoy listening to the interview discussions with Lucy. She's such a great host and so encouraging, enthusiastic. Oh, thank you. Um, and someone else writes, yeah, love, love, love this. Thank you, Lucy. I really enjoy these. I like to listen in the morning and it feels like a really productive start to the day, which I absolutely love. I love the fact that maybe it's part of people's morning routines that they listen and encourage. And, you know, this podcast is, you know, all about you guys and just thank you so much for your support. Um, I won't keep talking now because I'm going to get emotional and start crying. Um, but I really do love this. So just, you know, your continued support, it, it means the absolute world. Um, so yeah, um, we might be nearing towards a little summer break at the moment, um, but we'll keep you updated in terms of when episodes are coming out and stuff so do you just follow us on instagram and we're also on twitter now actually if you are on twitter um and yeah but guys thank you so much for listening have a lovely rest of your week and we'll speak to you again very soon lots of love bye